The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Megillah has been dedicated by our good friend Mr. Stephen and his wife Gila Israel, a charter member of our Daf Yomi Shi'ud, for the Hatzlacha of both sets of parents. And of course, their dear children. Hashem, Yishmerem, Vihayem, and Bezat Hashem, they should have continued success. Aslahav, Harvaha, Bechol, Maase, Yedehem. This Masechet also has been dedicated by Stephen and his wife, Le'ilun Nishmat Adel Bat Roza, and Le'ilun Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Hen Vichol Benot Israel Shachvot Amahem Vichol Rahamim Vasilichot Venomar Amen. Daf Lamed Aleph. Today's Daf is being studied the Nunishmat Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. Today's Daf is being studied the Fuash Shemam. Yosef Ben Sarah. In Narefanado, in Narefanado, in Narefanado for the Nefesh or for the Goof. Or for talking about the book. Amen. We begin today's daf on daf lamid amud bet ati mishnah. Now our mishnah is going to discuss the different readings that we do over the course of the year, especially on the holidays. So the mishnah begins. Ba pesach korin be parashat moadot shel torat kohanim. On the first day of pesach, so we read the parashat that talks about the moadot the holidays. In the book of Vayikra, that's actually the parashat called Shor or Chesev or Ez Ki Yivaled. So that's the first um, uh, day of Pesach. Now regarding the six days, the other six days of Pesach, the Gemara is going to tell us exactly what readings do we do on those days. Our Mishnah specifically is talking about day one. We read the parashat Shor or Chesev, which talks about the holidays. That's in parashat Emor. Ba'atzeret, Shiva Shavuot. Shavuot, we read the Parashav, Shiva Shavuot, the Spodlak, talks about seven weeks you should count, and then the 50th day you make Shavuot. Berosh Shana, Ba'chodesh Shavi'i, Be'ahad Ha'chodesh. On Rosh Shana, we read the Parashav, talks about Rosh Shana, the seventh month, day one. Now, that is not the reading that we read on Rosh Shana. We read that as the second Sefer Torah. But according to this Mishnah, that is the primary reading on Rosh Shana. That is the sole reading. The Gemara will give us more elaboration. Which talks about the Seder Avodah. On the first day of Sukkot, So again, on Sukkot also the first day you read which is talking about the holidays as well. And the rest of the days of Sukkot, which is the subsequent six days, Okay, because then you have Shemini Yatzeri, but we're talking about the six days of Chola Mu'id. The Korbanot Ahag. So you read the Korbanot of the holiday. Now, Mashi right away tells us over here, he introduces to us our situation that the Mishnah does not discuss. Because our Mishnah is going for Elish Yisrael, where there's one day of Yom Tov. Now we have two days of Yom Tov, for example, on Sukkot. So what are you going to read on the second day of Sukkot? The first day, it can be Shoro Chesed. So that she tells us that on the second day also you repeat Shoro Chesed. Now even though the second day is Safek Yom Tov, Safek Chol. Because the second day could be the first day of Cholam So maybe you should read Bayom Hashini, the Korban that they brought on the second day. So that she says, no, we don't want to do that. Because then it tells you being Mizalzel Bayom Tov Sheni. Because if you see you reading the Parashat Bayom Hashini, it's like you're treating it like Chol. So therefore we don't mention Bayom Hashini on the second day, we just read Shono Chesav again, treating it like Yom Tov. Good. Then she goes on to say, What do you do on day three for the people that are in the Galut? Well, day three is a Safik. Is day three day two or three? It's a Safik, right? You have a Safik. Is it day three, day two of the holiday or day three? So the Parashah is read like this. You send up four Odin. The first order says, reads, Bayom Hashini. And we have the Qurbanis. The second Ole reads Bayom Hashilishi. The third Ole reads Bayom Harbi'i. It's the way that she says. And the fourth Ole always reads Sifekot Shilyom. What's Sifekot Shilyom? Bayom Hashini, Bayom Hashilishi. Because that's the Sifek of that day. So it's two, three, four, two, three. And follow that 
throughout the holiday until the seventh day. Seventh day, you can't do that. Just on the, let's just give another example. On the uh, third day, so the sefik is, the sefik is, no, on the third day, it's two, three, on the fourth day, the sefik would be three, four. So you start. Three, four, five, three, four. Which means always the Rivi'i is going to read what the Kohen and Levi read. According to Shitat Rashi. But when you get to the seventh day, you can't do this. Because on the seventh day, there's no eight. You can't read the eighth, because the eighth is Shemina uh, Atzeret. It's got nothing to do with the seventh day. So normally we'd be doing two, three, four. So now what do you want to do now? You, you, you can't read the um, seven. You can't read six, seven, eight. <coughs> so therefore in that case, what you do is, you read five, six, seven, and then the fourth reads six, seven. So therefore, on the seventh day, the fourth Ole is not repeating what the Kohen and Levi read, but he's repeating what the Levi and Yisrael read. So again, day seven, which we call Hashanah Rabbah, would be five, then six, then seven, then six and seven would be the Levi. That's the way she tatla. She is, uh, we have a different uh, way of uh, breaking it uh, down. We read, for example, on day two, we read two, three... Three, and then in the last uh, aliyah we read two, three. So we don't read day four at all, which means we just read the sefikot of the day itself. Hanukkah ben Nasiim. So on Hanukkah we read parashat Nasiim every day another nasi parashat naso. But Purim vayavu Amalek, and it should be known that even though in the parashat that's the end of parashat b'shalach vayavu Amalek only has nine pesukim. So the custom is, the Bet Yosef brings down that we repeat the last Pasuk twice in order to make it 10 Pesukim. But now really you wouldn't have to do that, because if the whole Parashah has 9 Pesukim, that suffices. But uh, to keep them in Hag of 10, we just repeat the last Pesukim. But Hashem Odashim, on Hashem Odashim, what do you read? Right, that's Pesavah Ben Yisrael, that's the Parashah of Hashem Odashim. That's the Ma'amadot, the special minyanim that they made uh, in order to pray for their brothers' korbanot and Yerushalayim to be accepted, like we learned in Masechet Ta'anid, the Ma'aseh Bereshit, which is every day that we do another paragraph in Ma'aseh Bereshit, that she gives us the breakdown. Look at three lines on the bottom of the sheet. The Ma'aseh Bereshit, Masechet Ta'anid, the Perik Matrash Shinuya Seder Kriyata, the Yom Rishon Bereshit V'Hirakiyah, Bashini Hirakiyah V'Kevu Amayim, Bashlishi Kevu Amayim V'Himeorot, and the Gemara explained over there what's the reason why we read Ma'amadot, uh, why do they read Sefet Bereshit during the Ma'amadot? So it says because if it wasn't for the Ma'amadot, Meaning, the Korbanot, the world exists, and therefore it makes sense that those Minyanim would read Parashat Bereshit during their Tesidot. Uh, the Ta'aniyot on fast days, Berachot Uklalot. Now, that's a little different than we do, which means on the fast days they would read Parashat Pechukotai. Why would they read Parashat Pechukotai? That's the Berachot Nekelalot, as she says, De'im Pechukotai Le'odiyah Sham Eskeh Ahed Ba'a Puranut. Because the Puranut comes because of sin. So what they be saved from the Salah that they are fasting from. So they read the Berachot and the Kedalot. If you listen to the Torah, you get Berachot. If you don't listen to it. Now again, our custom is not like this Mishnah. Our custom is to read Parashat by Han Moshe on the Tanyot. That's the Tosafot points that out on the Amud Bet. If you look at the bottom of the big Tosafot, three lines on the bottom, he says... So She's the first to read the Berachot, because if you know the Parashat Berachotai, the first two Aliyot talk about Berachot. And the last guy goes up, you give him all the Keralot. Okay. On Monday and so you read the order of the parasha, whatever that parasha is. 
But you can't take that off the calculation. You can't take that off the uh, reading. Meaning, you read on Monday, you don't pick up on Thursday where you left off on Monday. No, on Shabbat when you read the parashah, can you just pick off where you read on Monday and Thursday and start from and say Shani? Right. No, it doesn't count from the Hajbon. On Shabbat when you read the Sefer Torah, you have to start from the beginning of the parashah. The Monday and Thursday is not credited towards your reading on Shabbat. Okay? You have to repeat it again. What are we bringing a pasuk over here? We're bringing a pasuk to prove how do you know that on every day you have to read the perashah that's related to that day. Hanukkah, you read the subject of Hanukkah. Puri, the subject of Amalek. How do you know that you read the perashah that's connected to that day? And Moshe spoke to the Jewish people the laws of the holidays. So we learn from over there because we're going to see that Moshe was really talking to the Jewish people on Pesach. And he was teaching them the, the laws of Pesach. So you see what? On the day you're supposed to read the subject of that day. So that teaches us all the readings. Okay, now we start. Turn it around. The Pesach, Korin, the Parashat Mu'adot. So we read Parashat Mu'adot, that's Shor O Chesev. And the first day of Pesach, we read the Korban Pesach the Jewish people brought in Gilgal. That's in Yeshua's time when they crossed the Jordan River. All the time the Jewish people were in the Midbar, they didn't bring Korban Pesach. However, because they were not Nimod, there was no Brit Milah in the Midbar. And therefore, they were not able to do Korban Pesach because they didn't have a Brit Milah. So the first time they brought the Korban Pesach after the Midbar was the times of Yeshua, which was in the Gilgal. So that's the first after the first day of Pesach. It's called, it's called Pesach Gilgal. Okay? Vaidana, now the Gemara interrupts the Braita momentarily and says, Today, the Ikatreyome, we have two days of Pesach. The Braita only gives us what do you do for one day. Well, we have two days. Yomakama Pesach Gilgal. The first day we read Shoro Chesev and then we read Pesach Gilgal. Ulmahar be Pesach Yoshiyahu. And the second day, the Haftarah, is the Pesach in the times of Yoshiyahu. Okay, so it sounds like from this Gemara that you read Shoro Chesef twice, and then after that just goes from Pesach Gilgal to Pesach of Yoshiyahu. Ushar Yemota Pesach. Now, what do you do with the rest of the days of Pesach? Melaket Pesach. So you just collect from different uh, selections of the Torah that talks about the subject of Pesach. Mai Amar Papa Maafu Siman. The Siman is to remember it is Maafu. What is Maafu? So that she says Mishechu Ukhuda Chemson. That's the mem. Aleph is im kesef talvet ami. Pe is peson lecha. And the vav is vaydaber im ba'alotecha. So therefore, the first two days you read Shoro Chesef. So now you have four days left of Hola Mu'ed. So you read Ma'afu. Right? So that takes you to the seventh day now. What do you read on the seventh day? Ma'afu siman. Yom tov acharon shal Pesach. Korin vahim b'shalach. Now, we have eight days of Pesach because we have Yom Tov Sheni on the way out. So the Gemara says, Ulmahar, Kola Bechor, Umaftirim Od Hayom. Okay, now, just let's understand the Haftarot. On the seventh day, the Haftarah is Vaydaber David. So that she says, because that's a Shira also. And in that Shira that David Amelech sang, he referred to Yisiyat Mislaim, so that has to do with Yisiyat Mislaim. And then Oda Yom talks about the downfall of Sanhedrin's armies that took place on Pesach. So therefore, again, according to the Dinah, the Gemara, the Gemara's language again is, on the first two days of Pesach, Shoro Chesed. The next four days, Ma'afu. Ma'afu would be Mishichu. The Aleph would be in Kesef Talved. The Peh would be Peson Lecha. The Vav is Vaydaber in Ba'alot Lecha. What's the common denominator in all these... Uh, they all talk about Pesach. Amar Abayeh, but Abayeh says Vaydana. But today we have a different minhag. Naog Amal Mikre Meshoch Torah Kadesh Pechaspa Pesol Bemadbera Shelach Bukhra. Today, the way you remember the siman of the reading of Pesach is the following: Meshoch, that's Mishechu Uchu Lachem Son. That's Parashat Bo that talks about Korban Pesach. That's on day one. Torah is a shor. Torah in Aramaic is Shor. That's what? Shor o chesem o ki valid. The next day is Kadesh. Kadesh nikol bechor. Which talks about Yisiyat Misraim. Bechaspa would be im kesef talvet ammi. Pesol is pesol lecha. It also talks about the, the holidays. Bimadbera. 
that's Vaydaber in Ba'alotecha, and Shilach is the seventh day with Parashat Beshalach, Bukhra is Kola Bechor. So that's the way you remember the eight days of Pesach. Again, Meshoch, Torah, Kadesh, Pechaspa, Pesod, Bemadbera, Shilach, Bukhra. Now it should be noted, Tosfot says, that this is not every year. Meaning, on the third day, we read Meshoch, Torah, then we say Kadesh. Right? On the third day we read Kadesh Li. However, if let's say Pesach comes out on a Thursday. Okay? So now, on the first day you're going to read Mishichu. On the second day you're going to read Shorochesef. Now we have Shabbat. Shabbat Cholamu'ed, we always read Pesol Lecha. So therefore you have to now switch the order around. You're not going to read Kadesh. On the third day. You have to put Pesol now on the third day. And now Sunday you go back to the order. And continue uh, down the line. Which is you go back to Meshoch uh, Torah, uh, Kadesh, and Bechaspa. And then the place where you're supposed to put Pesol. But you read Pesol already. Right? So therefore you have to read Vaydaber of Ba'alotecha. So therefore it switches when Shabbat is... Uh, when you have the Shabbat Cholamu'ed situation. Let's read that top to Sfot. Ve'omeri, dezea set, ulishtaneh, erakashah Pesach b'yom hamishi, she'alef bet, korin meshoch Torah, b'yom eshelishi, shu Shabbat, shel Cholamu'ed, korin re'eh ata omer, elai, u'bechla avi Pesol lecha. On Shabbat we need seven onim. So we don't start from Pesol lecha, we start a little earlier from re'eh ata, which is in the same parasha. Now when you have left, you have four, five, and six of Sunday, Tuesday. follow the order where you left off. So again, you always follow the order of the Gemara, except when Pesach comes out on a Thursday. So the third day, instead of reading Kadeshli, you read Perasha of Pesol. Uh, and you actually start from Re'ata Omer Ha'al. Ba'aseret. Okay. Ba'aseret, which is Shavuot. Shiva Shavuot. Umaftirin ba'habakuk. And after that is regarding Habakuk. That after that, incidentally, talks about Matan Torah. So therefore, it's fitting for Shavuot. Aharim Omrim, Bahadish Shilishi, which is really our custom. We read Parashat Yitro, Bahadish Shilishi on Shavuot, which talks about Matan Torah, the Asid the Berot. Umaftirim be Merkabah. We read the Maasim Merkabah, again, which is our custom of Yahaskel. Talks about all the angels, because when the Jewish people received the Torah, it says all the angels of the Merkabah came down. And the Jewish people saw them. Vaidana, now in our time, the Ika Treyome, we have two days of Shavuot, Avdina Ketarvayu, we do both. Which means we read Shiva Shavuot one day, and we also read Bayom Shilishi Parachat Yitro. However, Vibka, we reverse it. On the first day we read Parachat Yitro, Asin the Birot with Ma'asim and Kabah, and on the second day we read Shiva Shavuot. With the haftarah of Habakkuk. So we just reverse it. Why? Because the Rashid tells us usually we follow the later rabbis. And Ahirim is the later rabbis. So therefore, they have precedence. Therefore, we do that on the first day, and then we take the second opinion on the second day. What now that after that, Ben Yakeli Ephraim is a pasuk that says, Zachor is kerenu. God says, I will remember you, Rahim arahamenu. Since we're talking about Rosh Hashanah, God remembers us on Rosh Hashanah and has mercy on us. So the Gemara says, V'yesh chomni v'ashem pakad et sarah. And some say, no, on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, V'yashem pakad et sarah. Because that's the day she was remembered to have a child. Umaftirim b'hanah. And we read after that, Hanah, because also on Rosh Hashanah, Hanah was uh, remembered by Glus Barakut to conceive for a child. Today we have two days of Rosh Hashanah. We follow the Yesh Omrim first of all, which is the later opinion. I mean, we read on the first day of Hashem Pakad et Sarah. Oh, different uh, totally. Which we read Akedah on the second day as well, in order that the Kedusha should remember the 
So the first day is Hashem Pakad Sarah with Haftarah Hana, and the second day is Akedah Yitzhak with Haftarah Ben Yakir Ephraim. Beyom Kippurim, Korin Achare Mot. Okay, that's the Seder Abodan in the morning. We read it. Umaftirin Kiko Amar Ram Venisa, and we read Haftarah Ram Venisa. Over there, it talks about Teshuvah, talks about fasting and correcting our ways. Umemenha Korin Barayot, Umaftirin Beyona. Now in Minha we read the parasha of Arayot, which is the end of the parasha of Bacharevot, and we also read the Haftarah of Yonah. Now why do we read Parashat Arayot in Minha of Kippur? Let's look at the second Tosafot. Because the ladies, they come to the synagogue all dressed up, because it's the holiday, so they all, uh, you know, uh, So we don't want the men to stumble uh, with the ladies that are in, uh, all dressed up for the holiday. So then we have to remind them, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't make avon. There's another explanation. Yes. Which means, just like you're asking us, God, not to reveal ourselves in Arayot, we're asking you not to reveal our sins in front of you. So that was like a midah, keneged midah. Wherever you find the greatness of Akadosh Baruch Hu, that's where you find the humility of Akadosh Baruch Hu. This is written three times, once in the Torah, once in the Nabi, once in the Ketuvim. It talks about Borei Olam's greatness, right? The God, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Master, what does it say right after that? He protects and judges against those that afflict the Yatom and Almana, the orphans and the widows. You see what person talks about his greatness? Adon Adonim. And the next person talks about how he deals with the Yatomim and Almana. That's where you see the humility of Agalaz Baruch Hu. Shanui Benevi'im. What does it say in the Nabi Kwamar? Ram Venisa Shochen Ad Vekadosh. God is exalted. What's the next passage? God rests himself with the who? The drown, downtrodden and the low ones. That's where you see the humility of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Meshulash b'ketubim d'ekhtiv. Solu l'arokhem ba'aravot b'yah shemo. God is in the aravot, that means the upper heavens. Uchtiv batre avi yitomim v'dayan almanot. And at the same time, God is the father of yitomim and almanot. So you see, wherever you see the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's where you see the... Humility as well. Now we continue the Gemara. Yom Tov Adishon Chilchag on the first day of Sukkot. Konim Parashat Mo'adot Shemitovat Konim. That's Shor Ochesef. That's the first day of Sukkot. Umafterin Ine Yom Ba LaHashem. Now we read that after Ine Yom Ba. What does it have to do with Sukkot? Because it says in the pasuk LaHoget Hag Sukkot. There's a mention of Sukkot not after that. Today we have two days of Sukkot. The Mahar, Mikra, Hakar, and Mekarina. We read the same parasha twice. So we read Shoro Chesev, the first two days of Sukkot. Afture, my Maftirina, what's the second Aftara and the second day of Sukkot? Vayikalu, Elamedech, Shilomot. That's referring to when they went and inaugurated the Betamikdash, which was done on Sukkot. So we read that on the second day. Ushar, Kolyamot, Ahag. What do you do the rest of the days of the holiday? Korin, Bekorbanot, Ahag. And you read the Korbanot, we said in Nashin, the Mishnah. The Yom Tov Aharon on the last day, which is Shemini Atzeret, Korin Kol Abechor, Mitzvot VeChokim UBechor. So we read Kol Abechor. Why? Because that's in it the Mitzvot, as the Chokim and the Mitzvah Bechor. Now, what does that have to do with Sukkot? So that she says that really that parasha talks about all the Mitzvot of giving Matarot Taaniim, Leket Shechah Peah, the Mitzvah Patoach Tiftach Naton Titen. And since it's the harvest time, that's when you're gathering all the wheat in the time of Sukkot. Usually, you give your Entitlements to the Anim. So it's a befitting parashat to read at the end of Sukkot because all these uh, mitzvot do apply during that time of year. That was talking about on the eighth day of Sukkot, that's when he told everybody to go home. That was when they inaugurated the first Beta Mikdash. So therefore we read that Archimni Atzeret. The Mahar, which we would call Samhat Torah, which is the ninth day. 
קוראים וזאת הברכה, הוא יביא דורש פרשת התורה, ומפטירים ויעמוד שלמה. אמר רב הונא, אמר רב, שבת שחל להיות בחולו של מועד. נאור יבינו את שבת חול המועד. בין בפסח, בין בסוכות, מקרא קרינן, ראה אתה. That's really the פרשת פסול לך, which is the פרשת כי תישא, but we start from, ראה אתה. Now, in that פרשה, incidentally, it does mention שבת, and it also mentions רגלים, and it also mentions חול המועד. So that was perfect. That's the perfect parashat to read on Shabbat Chol HaMoed. A parashat that discusses all these subjects. Afturei Bepesach. Now, what do you read on the Shabbat of Chol HaMoed Pesach? So it says, after that we read is Ha'atzamot Ha'ibeshot, the dry bones. Uh, what is we read the dry bones? What is the dry bones? When the Jewish people were going out of Egypt 30 years before the egg, the, uh, the, um, the redemption, Shevet Ephraim left on their own. And they died in the Midbar. And therefore the Prophet went to, to the, the, the Prophet Yehazkel. Uh, Correct. He went to the place where they were buried, and he resurrected the Atzamot, the dry bones of those people that left Mishraim. So therefore, it's befitting to read that on Pesach. Um, Sukkot, what do we read on Sukkot? Beyom Ba Gog. We read about the Melchimit of Gog Magog. Which means we have a tradition uh, that says that the war of Gog and Magog is going to be fought on Sukkot. And the Tehayat Tabitim is going to be on Pesach. That's what the Biyom Vayami Bartanura says. And therefore, it's befitting to read the Tehayat Tabitim story on Pesach and the Gog and Magog story on Sukkot. That's again, we read it on Shabbat, Cholam Mu'ed of the respective holidays. Bahanukah ben Nesi'im. Okay, now Hanukkah, we read the Parashat ben Nesi'im. Umaftirim ben Nerot Zechariah. Which means, on the first Shabbat of Hanukkah, the Haftarah is Nerot Zechariah. It talks about over there the Menorah. The first day of Hanukkah was Shabbat, it means the last day is going to be Shabbat. So what do you do if it's two Shabbatot? The first Haftarah is going to be Nerot of Zechariah. And the second Haftarah, you read about the Nerot, the Menorah of Shalom Amalek, which is the Haftarah called Vayas Hirom. Bapurim Vayavu Amalek. Good. Berashem Odashim, Ubrashon Shechem. Rosh Chodesh Jachal Liyot Shabbat. Rosh Chodesh falls out on Shabbat. Maftirim. You read after that Rosh Chodesh. Vayam Ide Chodesh Bechotcho. Chal Liyot Bechad Bechabbat. Now let's say Rosh Chodesh falls out on Sunday. So me'etmol maftirim vayom elo yonatan mahar chodesh. So we read the special haftarah of mahar chodesh, which talks about tomorrow is going to be Rosh Chodesh. That's obviously uh, what we do. Look at the look at the bottom two tos fortime. The mahar karinu vezot beracham maftirim v'yamot shilomo. According to our Gemara, on Shabbat Torah we read vezot beracha. And the Haftarah we read, Vayas, Vayamot Shalomo. Tosfot says no. Vayesh mekomot shnagu laftir bivayi acharemot Moshe. Some have the custom to read, Vayi acharemot Moshe, which is the first panic in the book of Yoshua. Incidentally, that is our Haftarah that we read. On the Sabbath Torah, we read the first parasha of Yoshua. What does Tosfot say? Vishibushu. It's a mistake. Share ashas in Omerken. The Gemara doesn't say that. He's supposed to read, Vayamot Shalomo. Someone wants to say Rav Haigaon instituted that uh, custom. We don't know why it switched from the uh, order when it says in the Shas. Now, last Right? The custom is on on a Sunday, the Shabbat, before we read Mahar Chodesh. Kasha. Amai in osin ken keshachal rosh chodesh adar v'rosh chodesh nisan be'had b'shabbat, which means how come let's say if rosh chodesh nisan falls out on Shabbat, how come we don't read mahar chodesh on the Shabbat before or rosh chodesh adar falls out on Shabbat on Sunday? I mean Sunday. How come we don't read on the previous Shabbat mahar chodesh? V'amai b'aftinim be'yohiyada u'barishon be'had chodesh. How come we read after that shekalim when rosh chodesh adar falls out on Sunday? The Shabbat before we read Haftarah of Shekalim, and when Rosh Chodesh itself was on a Sunday, we read on the Shabbat before Haftarah of Chodesh. How can we not say Bahar Chodesh? The Shabbat before the Haftarah of Yadam and the Berbish Kalim, who must get it to Rosh Chodesh Adar Yebotosh Shabbat. Because we rather read the 
Shekalim, which is, we want to remind the people that Shekalim is coming. That of course that is going to be that week. And therefore it overrides the Haftarah of Machar Chodesh. When there's nothing else to read, read Machar Chodesh. But if there's a Shekalim or a Chodesh of that, that overrides the Haftarah of Machar Chodesh. And the Gemara continues. Amar Rav Huna, Amar Rav, Rosh Chodesh Av, Shechaliyot B'Shabbat, Maftirim, Chodshechem U'Mu'adichem, Sane'a Nafshi, Hayu Alai LaTorah. So on Rosh Chodesh Av, that's the beginning of the nine days as we call them, that falls out on Shabbat, so we read the special haftarah of Chodshechem U'Mu'adichem, that's in the book of Yeshaya, where literally it says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu despised our Rashi'ah Hodashim and our holidays, and it was a burden on him. Are you alai the Torah? This, of course, is a reference to the time of the destruction of the Beit Hamikdash, where Am Yisrael was not following the mitzvot. So, what Elam says, I despise their celebrations in the Beit Hamikdash, and it was a burden on me. So, the Gemara asks, "May are you alai the Torah? What was the burden on the Kadosh Baruch Hu? Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu, Lord, Dayan Nahem the Yisrael Shechotin Lefanai. It's not enough that the Jewish people." are sitting in front of me, Ela Shematriqinoti, they're burdening me, Kivyachod, Lida Ezekizirakasha Havi Alehim. Says God, so to speak, says, I'm burdened out to figure out which punishment am I going to bring on them. She goes, Borela punishes me da connected me da. So for every sin there has to be an equal uh, retribution. So he says the Torah was for God to figure out which sin is going to bring on the Jewish people. Now uh, we do not follow this minhag of reading on Rosh Chodesh Av, uh, falls on Shabbat, this Haftarah. Otherwise we follow uh, the opinion that the Tosafot brings down. Let's read the top Tosafot. Ve'en anu osim ken, ela maftir b'yirmiyah. says the Haftarot, actually, during the uh, three weeks, which we would call them, are Shem'u Devar Hashem. So that's the first really, uh, that's the Haftarah that we read before Rosh Chodesh Av. And the Shabbat right before Tisha Av, we read Hazon Yeshayah. We call that Shabbat Hazon. There's always the Shabbat before Tisha Av, and we read Parashat uh, Devarim. Parashat Devarim always comes before Tisha Av, and the Haftarah is Hazon Yeshaya. We follow the Psikta that says Lomar Gimel de Puranuta Kodim de Shabeav. There's three Haftarot. They're called the three Haftarot of Calamities. The three Haftarot that talk about the Puranut of Kla Israel. The Elohim. The Vreyirmiyah. Shimu Devar Hashem. And Hazon Yeshayao. Those are the Haftarah readings of the three weeks. Rashi Tevot Dashach. The Vreyirmiya we read uh, the first week by Shiva Asabit Tamuz. And then the second week of the three weeks we read the Shem'u Devar Hashem. And then right before Shabbat, that Shabbat, the third Shabbat is Chazon Yeshayahu. Ubatar Tishabi'ab. And after Shabbat, the next cycle of Haftarot is Shab de Nehamata. The seven Haftarot of consolation. Vitarted Tiyufta. And then the two Haftarot regarding. And that was what explains it. The Elohim, Nahamu, Nahamu, Vatomir Sion, Ania Soara. Those are the first three of the seven consolation. The way you remember that is Rashetevot, Noah, Nun Vav Ain, Nahamu, Vatomir Sion, Ania Soara. Lebada. That's it. That's the only after all. Then you have Anuchi, Anuchi. And Kumi Uri. The way you remember those three is Arak. Aleph, Resh, Kof. I'm giving you these Rimazim because Shohan Aruch does bring these down in the, uh, the Halakha. That's the way to remember them. And the Tosfot is going to bring it down in a moment as well. And then after that, that's the sixth. So the seventh Aftarah of the uh, seven Aftarot is Sos Asis. Okay? Then the two of Teshuvah are Dirshu, which is Dirshu Hashem Behem Matzeor, Karov Behoto Karov, and Shuvah, that's Shuvah Yisrael. Lefichach, Magdimim Aniyah Soara, 
קודם רוני עקרה. ויפתי אבטליו ענייה סוערה בפור רוני עקרה, דדרך הנחמות להיות הולכות ומשובחות יותר. שיוזלי דה קונסוליישן, זה קצת מוויקר Stronger, as, and the Haftarot get more consoling as they go on. And we start that in Parashat Pinehas, by the way. That's when you start the three Haftarot of the uh, three weeks, the Yigimel Paraniyot. And the Siman, to remember it is Dashah, Noah, Arak, Shadash. Those are nine Haftarot. That's seven, it's actually uh, twelve Haftarot. That's three, seven, And then two. Ulam sos asis ba'atim nisabim. It gives us rules now. That we read after that sos asis in the parashat nisabim. The Hanu Shabbat shelifnei Rosh Hashanah lefish Yusuf and Hamot. That's the end of the consolations. V'dirshu betsom gedalia. Now the Ashkenazim have the custom that they read after that betsom gedalia. And they read after Abdrishu Hashem Behmatzeo Veshuva Beshabbat Shlefnei Yom Kippurim Now we have that custom as well That the Shabbat before Yom Kippur is always called Shabbat Shuva Based on after Ab Shuva Yisrael Ushiyesh Shabbat Ben Yom Kippurim Nesukot Which happens sometimes That you have a Shabbat between Kippur and Sukkot So you need an extra after Ab אז הבו דרשו בשבת שלפני יום הכיפורים, then they put דרשו before כיפור, משום דכתיב בדרשו השם במצאו, והיינו באמת תשובה, ושובה בין כיפור לסוכות. We do not do that. We always put שובה before כיפור. But again, there is a custom that if there is a Shabbat between Sukkot and Kippur, they put Shuva at that uh, parasha. Now why would it Shuva have to do with the uh, Shabbat after, after Kippur? Mm-hmm. So since that's the beginning technically of the rainy season after Kippur, so that after that does have some, uh, some applicability. הההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה
בתענויות As we learned on the previous stop, that the Mishnah said that on Ta'anuyot, the custom in the olden days was to read, uh, no, So Svot says we don't follow this Mishnah either, we follow the Pesik that it holds, on Ta'anuyot you read Vayhal Moshe. So it's not enough just to read the Gemara and get what the Gemara is saying, you really have to know what the Rishonim are holding, because a lot of it we don't, uh, we don't follow. But we do follow at least the uh, three Aftarot, of the Gimel de Paraonuta, we do follow Shab de Nehamata. We do not read Dirshu uh, because we do not read Haftara uh, on Tzom Gedalia. But we do have Shuva that always comes out the Shabbat before Kippur. We'll see in the upcoming Tosafot what do we do in the case where let's say there's a Shabbat between uh, Kippur and Sukkot. In any event, the Gemara continues. Gemara continues. On Tisha B'Av itself, what is the Haftara? Amar Rav, Echa Hayeta Lezona. That is the Haftara again in Yeshaya. And the logic is, since we're reading Megillat Echa, right? Echa Yeshiva Badad. So therefore the Haftara also starts with the word Echa. Mikra mai, that's the Aftarah, but what's the Mikra? Which parasha do we read on the Shah Be'av? Tanya, we have a bright. Aharim omrin, ve'im lo tishmi'u li. Which is actually in parashat bi'chukotai, which is the Kilalot. Rabbi Natan bar Yosef omer, ad'ana yina'atsuni ha'amazeh. This is a reference to the Miragilim. Since the story of the Miragilim happened on Tisha B'Av when they came back and they gave the bad report. So we read that parasha. Also, a parasha reference to the Miragilim in Sefer Bamidbar. Amar said, But today, the custom of the people is to read Kitolid Banim. Kitolid Banim, that is in Sefer Devarim. Kitolid Banim, Ubne Banim, and Oshantem Ba'aris, Umaftirim, and after that we read Asof Asifim, which is in the book of Yirmiyah. And that is the Binahag today as well. We read Kitolid Banim, and also the after of Asof Asifim. We learned that there was a certain prayer uh, in, in the throughout Eretz Israel called the Ma'amadot. Those prayers of the Ma'amadot, Minyanim, were to pray that their brother's korbanot in, in Yerushalayim, korban, ola, that was brought on a daily basis, would be accepted. And which perashah did the Ma'amadot Minyanim read? They would read Sefer Bereshit. Every day another paragraph from the Sefer Bereshit, Parashat Bereshit. So the Gemara says, Minanemideh. How do we know that? How do we know that the Ma'amadot Minyanim read Parashat Bereshit? Amar bi'ami. El malay Ma'amadot. So if it wasn't for the Ma'amadot, meaning the Korbanot, lo nitkayimu shalayim va'aris. The world would not exist. I mean, the zikhut of the Korbanot keeps the world in existence. And therefore, it makes sense to read Parashat Bereshit during those uh, prayers, because Bereshit is the creation of the world. Shnei Amar. If it was not for the covenant of Yom Valayla, God would not place the laws of nature in place. The laws meaning of Shamayim and Aris. And we'll see exactly what this means. Abraham Abinu was talking to Akadosh Baruch Hu at the Vrid bin Abitarim. And Abraham tells Boreolam, how am I going to know that my descendants are going to inherit the land? Maybe the Jewish people are going to sin, which means it's not that Abraham did not trust the Kadosh Baruch Hu. He trusted him. He just said, but he didn't trust Klai Yisrael. He said, what's going to happen if Am Yisrael sins? And God is going to take its wrath against the generation, like he did against the generation of the Mabul and the generation of the Palaga. Amar lo lav. So Akadosh Baruch Hu said, no, it won't happen. Amar lo lav. Which means, how do I know? Which means, not that he was questioning again. What he was saying is, what's the secret so I can tell my children the secret so they can guarantee that they won't get destroyed? Amar lo kehali agla mishudeshet. So he started to take me different animals. 
What was he trying to say? And bring them as sacrifices. Which means it is the sacrifices that is going to ensure that Klai Yisrael will be around as well as the world. That's only good when the Beit HaMikdash is around. So what's going to be with the Jewish people? And so he only gave us a, what, a, a longevity when Amisya is going to be around. But what's going to be when they're not around? Already in the Torah, I established the order of the Korbanot and the Parashiyot. Anytime they're going to read the Seder Korbanot, for example, they're going to read the Parashah Ola, they're going to get credit as if they brought the actual sacrifice. So the reading of the parashah of the Ketoret, as like they brought the Ketoret, the reading of the parashah Olah, the reading of the parashah Chattat. Therefore these parashahs are very significant. Because it's as if you bring in the Qurban. And that's what it means. What is the Biriti Yom Valayla? The Torah that is given to us, which is the Pasuk is saying, if you read the Torah, specifically which part of the Torah, the part of the Torah that talks about the Qurbanot, so then already, you're guaranteed, the put the laws of Shaman Ba'aris in place in the Zikut of reading the Parasha of the Korbanot. Or it might be, you could say Yoman Ba'alayla, because the Korbanot were placed on the Korban by the day. And the fats and the bones burnt by night. So it's Biriti Yoman Ba'alayla, because the Mizbeah worked by day and by night. And then second says, Ishtami to Kadala Mizbayah, not There was always a fire on the Mizbayah. So therefore the mitzvah of Yoman Balayla is the mitzvah of the Mizbayah, the Qurbanot. Therefore, we see the Inyan, how important the Qurbanot are. That might explain uh, one uh, one reason why some people uh, before they uh, pray, they go to the mikveh. So they want to purify themselves like a Kohen. That brings a Qurban. Because since you're reading the Qurbanot, it's like you're bringing the Qurban. So they want to bring it the Mash, with Tushaf Ta'ura. So they want to Mosif Ta'ura on themselves. So they go to the Mikveh. Of course, uh, it's not Paraduma, uh, everybody's Tamehmet still, but still it does Mosif Ta'ura. Betaniyot, on fast days, Berachot Uklalot. And we said what? We read the Berachot Uklalot in Parashat, Bechokotai. Ve'en Mavsikin Bekelalot. Now the law is, we are not mafsik in the kelalot. Which means one person gets the aliyah. You don't split it up. What's the reason? So the Tosafot quotes over here, Em mafsikim bekelalot, Vekorin echad meshum dekhlib musar Hashem Beni altimas. The pasuk says in Mishleh, The musar of God, my son, do not despise. Which means when Boreanaz is giving you musar, you accept it. If you're going to stop in the middle of the Kilalot, as if you're despising the Musar, and you give somebody else an idea, you stop in the middle. What else giving you Musar? You accept it. It's uh, disrespectful to interrupt when somebody's giving you Musar. So therefore, Shalom Amalek says, Do not uh, um, huh? be repelled by his by his chastisement. And therefore, you give it to one. Amar do not break up the tukah um, and to make it into right, the thorns, which means you're breaking it up. And I read it all to one order. We know that whenever the Jewish people are suffering, Agadosh Baruch Hu commiserates with Am Yisrael at the Pasuk Zemu Anuchi Basara. Vimken, and dinchi yibarechuni beni ala tsarot shalahim. Which means it would not be respectful. Another reason. If you're going to now make a beracha, Hagadaz Baruch Hu's in suffering with us during the Kilalot. So now somebody's going to get a aliyah in the middle of the Kilalot, means you have to make a new beracha on the Kilalot. That's why you make a beracha on the suffering of Hagadaz Baruch Hu That's not respect. So therefore you make the beracha at the beginning of the Kilalot and at the end of the Kilalot. But not in the middle, because in the middle you make the beracha on the Kilalot itself. That therefore it says, Ela yikra'i hadakol, biyathir bedavar ahir. Right, we're going to see. You don't start with the kedalot. You actually start a few pesukim before the kedalot. And you really end not exactly at the end of the kedalot, but you go a little, couple more pesukim. Then you can make the barakah 
That's two reasons again why we don't break up the kilot. Again, number one, Musar Hashem Bini Al Tabaas, not to despise or repel the Musar of Baruchu. And number two, it's not Kavot to make a Beracha on the uh, Kilalot itself. And if you split it up, you have no choice but to make a Beracha on the Kilalot. Comes again and says, Menane Mile, Amar Vhaya Bar Gamda. Amar biyasid amar kira Musar Hashem Beni al-Tam'as Like we said Rishtaki shamar Lifishe'en omrim beracha Allah puranut Again, those are the two reasons We don't make a beracha On something that is puranut Ela hechi abid So what do we do? Tana Kishum matchil Matchil Pasuk shlifnehim If you can't make a beracha On the kedalot So how could you start With even one ole Barla makes a beracha And he starts reading the kedalot No So the Gemara said You start a pasuk Before the kedalot you don't end exactly at the kilot. You mean one pasuk further? So Sfot says lav dafka one pasuk because one pasuk before you're within three pasukim of a parasha and you're not allowed to start within three pasukim of the end of a parasha. So you got to go three pasukim early in order to get the uh, you know the halakha and you end also you have to write the spot, but you don't end exactly at the kilot and therefore you can make the berachot. Properly, about Abaye, oh, so Abaye has a rule. Lo shanu ela beklalot shbeturat koanim. This whole law is talking about what the kelalot in Bayekra. That's parashat bechukotai. Then we have all the laws of don't split it up, and because we don't want you to make the berachot on the kelalot, etc. About kelalot shmeshle Torah, but the kelalot in Sefer Devarim in Kitavo posek. You can stop. You can send up more than one ole. Why? My tama. Halalu bilshon rabim amurot. Says first of all, the uh, once in Bayikra was said to the masses, and therefore they were said in public in in, in lashon rabim. And therefore, since it's said to lashon rabim, it's more uh, a stronger musa. I mean, nobody can say, well, they weren't talking to us; they're talking to the other guy. No, it's talking to everybody. And therefore, that's considered uh, you cannot. Uh, the musa is given to you. And therefore, you're not allowed to, 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 to break it up. Umoshe mepia gibura amaran. And furthermore, the parashat bechukotai, the musar was said, the kelot was said by Moshe, but in the name of a kadosh baruchu. And therefore, the kelot bechukotai is called musar Hashem. And therefore, musar Hashem we learned beni al tmas. You cannot despise it. However, however, the kelot in kitavo bilshon yahid amurot. They were said to the individual. And Moshe said them on his own. Of course, he had Ruach HaKodesh, but it wasn't a direct, uh, uh, it was his words like. And therefore, it's not uh, a subject to the uh, laws that we said above. Why? Because the whole reason we said above is Musar Hashem based Mini Al-Tabas. There's not Musar Hashem. There's already Moshe giving his own rebuke. And you're going to tell me, oh, but you can't make a beracha on the Puranut. Well, Puranut is only when everybody is involved. But this is individual. And therefore, you have no problem to split up the Kedalot of Parashat Kitabona. How do you know that Moshe Rabbeinu said it? So look at Rashi. Moshe Mepiyah Gibura Amaran. Vena'asa Shaliyah Lomarken. Amar liya kadosh baruchu, which means he said, God told me to tell you this. Where in the first parashat v'chukotai, God was talking directly. Share amurim belashon v'natati v'fkati v'shalachti. Now Moshe Rabbeinu was talking, but he cannot, uh, he's talking in the name of God. Misha yechol biyadol asot. Aval, that's in parashat v'chukotai. God himself is talking. V'shalachti, I am going to send to you. Right? That's that's kadosh baruchu. Aval b'mishne Torah ketiv yakecha Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, God is going to smite you. Yedbeka Hashem Becha. Moshe Amaram Me'elav. Im ta'avru'a mitzvotav, hu yafkid alechem. So where is Bechukotai? God says, Venatati, I am directly going to place the Kedalot. That's more severe. That's Musa Hashem. Whereas in Parashat Kitavo, Moshe says, Yakecha Hashem. Moshe is talking what God is going to do. That's not directly from Hashem. And therefore, that Kedalot, you're able to split up, it's not as severe as the Kedalot in Parashat Bechokotai, so again the two differences are, number one Bechokotai is said Bashon Rabbim which is more severe, because including everybody and it's said directly because Baruch himself, whereas the ones in Kitavo, first one said Bashon Yahid, and it's Bashon Mepi Atzmo Amaran Levi Bar Buti 
Hava Kare, Levi Barbuti was reading the Kedalot, Veka Migamgim. He was uh, reading them fast, and he was reading it uh, uh, deliberately, which means it was taking him a hard time to get out the words. I mean, he saw uh, the rabbis that were in front of him, so he was struggling to read it. He doesn't want to read the Kedalot. And the curses. He was reading Parashat Kitabo. And he was reading it fast, and he saw he having a hard time saying the words. Amar lo Like you desire. Meaning it seems you don't want to read this over here. So therefore, stop. Stop reading. We'll send up somebody else for the Torah. Lo shanu'ela kedalot shebetorat kohanim. Avash shebemishne Torah. Posek. And therefore, since you're reading Parashat Kitabo, Halakha says, you're allowed to stop. So therefore, you don't want to read? As you will. Therefore, let somebody else uh, take over. So he says the custom of Azaz Sofer's establishment was that we read Parashat Mechukotai always before Shavuot, and Kitabo always comes before Rosh Hashanah. My Tama. Which means the year ends and the curses end with it. So the Gemara says, wait. I understand Kitavo. Because Rosh Hashanah is that you're putting the Hukkotai before Shavuot, what's the Kleshana? So the Gemara says, eat, yes, indeed. Atzeret Nameh Rosh Hashanai. Ditna, like we learned in Masikha Rosh Hashanah, Uba Atzeret Al Perot Ha'ilan. Which means the fruit of the trees are judged already on Shavuot. So it is indeed a type of Rosh Hashanah. So we want to read the Hukkotai before we get to the new year of the fruit, for the crop. And therefore we read it before. Look at the bottom to Safot. Kedalot Shebetorat Kohanim Kodem Atzeret Vebeveshne Torah Kodem Rosh Hashanah Sha'alu Bebet HaMidrash Shil Rabbeinu Nesim They asked the question to Rabbeinu Nesim Lama Mechalkim Parashat Nesavim Vayelech Lishnaim Kishiyesh Bet Shabbatot Ben Rosh Hashanah Lesukot Belo Yom Kippurim they ask the question like this. When there's a extra Shabbat between Yom Kippurim and Sukkot, the custom is that we split up Nisabim Vayelech. That's the Minhag. Okay? And the, actually the Hachamim have a uh, remez for this. And they say, Bag Hamelech Pat Vayelech, which means Bag Hamelech, Melech is Rosh Hashanah. When Rosh Hashanah comes out on Bag, Bag is Monday or Tuesday, Bag Hamelech, so then Pat Vayelech. Pat means Patototopetim. You split up the Sabim and Vayelech. Because in that case, when it comes out on a Monday and a Tuesday, you're going to have an extra Shabbat. Because when is Kippur going to come out in that uh, time? Kippur is going to come out on a Wednesday. Okay? Then you can have another Shabbat before Sukkot. Mm-hmm. So that Shabbat, you have to, you have to read something. You need, you need a parasha. Now if you're going to put the Sabim Vayelech together, so you're going to be short. Because now you're going to you, you have the Sabim Vayelech, then you have Ha'azinu, then you have Bezot Baracha. So you need, and, and what? We want to always put the uh, Sabim before, as we're going to see, before Rosh Hashanah. Because the Sabim also has a form of Kilalot. That's really going to be the answer. But the point is, the rule of Tosafot is, again, the Esla Benu Nesim, I repeat. Why is it that when you have an extra Shabbat between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, do you split up Nisabim and Vayelech? We should have split up two other parashiyot. Matot and Mas'ah. Which means you need extra parashiyot, right? So split up Matot and Mas'ah. What do you gain? Well, those are much longer. Put them together, what's the difference? So if you're already splitting up two parashiyot to, to, to get an extra parashah for that week, why don't you, in the, in the, in the summer, split up two big ones, and you accomplish it. That was the question they asked the Ben-Nassim. So this is what he answered. So he says like this, third line, 
לפי שבאותם, שבאתם נסבים, פרשה ואתם נסבים, יש קללות. יש קללות there as well. שקילל ישראל. חס ושלום עולם קרש ישראל. ורוצה לסיימם קודם ראש השנה. So we want to put Nisabim before Hoshana. And therefore, if you're going to split up Matot Mas'eh, it's going to come on Nisabim, it's going to be after. That's, like, that's also Teklesh Shana V'Kelelotea. So therefore, we don't break up the Matot Mas'eh, we get Nisabim before Hoshana, and then we have Vayelech after. Good? Vekashe? He says, right, I don't like that answer, Tosfot says. She'anu lo ma'ashbin an ha'kelot she'kelel Moshe Yisrael. Which means, in the Savim, it's the Kilot of Moshe that he gave you Israel. We don't uh, take those as Kedalot. Kedemash, Perek HaMochet HaSafina, Amar Levibore, Shlok Kibbalat HaZmaruchu, Bidat Basavadam, HaZmaruchu, Birek Yisrael, Bechabet, Vekelam Bishmona. It says, Borei Olam gave us 22 Berakot and 8 Kedalot. Moshe Birekam Bishmona, he blessed us with 8 Berakot, Vekelam Bishim Bishtayim. Ve'ashiv, Bivim Lot Tishmu, Ad Ve'en Kone, Maslo Behedja, Sha'ad En Kone, Havim En Kedalot, Ve'lo... Yoted, which means it's mashma that in Parashat Nisabim, they're not considering it really a kelala. Uh, uh, it's because it's only kelala of Moshe. So if you worry about the Kelashna Vekelelotea, that shouldn't be a concern to put Nisabim before uh, Rosh Hashanah. Ve'od kashya lefisi velato, amai enkurin ha'azinu kodem Rosh Hashanah. Well, if you're going to go with kelalot, then ha'azinu. But we should read also, because in Hazin is also Kedalot. Sh'are gam sham yeshkilot mezerav u'chomer eshef. So back to the question. If you're telling me that what? You just have to split up Nisavim ve'yelech. Split up Matot Mas'eh. And don't tell me because you want Nisavim to come before Rosh Hashanah. Because we don't even put Hazin before Rosh Hashanah. And those are really not Kedalot. So then what's the problem? Split up the bigger parashiot so you have... It's easier. Which means we want to read a parasha before Rosh Hashanah that doesn't talk about the Kelalot at all. Which means we don't want to read any, uh, we want to have a, a break from the Kelalot. Because if you're going to split up Matot Mas'eh, it's going to come and you're going to end up reading Kitabo right before Rosh Hashanah. We don't want to read Kitabo right before Rosh Hashanah, the Shabbat right before Rosh Hashanah, Kitabo. Even though you're right, the Kleshna Vekelelotea. But we don't want to be Masmich the Kelelot right before Rosh Hashanah. So you know what? We split up the Sabim. So now you get an extra Penashah, you put the Sabim right before Rosh Hashanah. It's not Kelelot, so you're not worried about that. And then after the week after Rosh Hashanah, meaning during Asenim and Teshuvah, that's what you read. And then after that you have Hazinu. And therefore Tosfot says we go against this Gemara as well. Because the Gemara said right before Shavuot we eat Parashat B'chukotai. Tosfot says that's not our Minhag. Our Minhag is always before Shavuot we eat Parashat B'midbar. Why? For the same reason. Because we don't want to put B'chukotai which is Kelalot and Shabbat right before Roshna L'ilanot. Which is L'ilan, which is Shavuot. So the same law, just like we don't want to put Kitabor right before Rosh Hashanah, we don't want to put Be'akotai right before Shavuot, so we split it up and we put Bamidbar. Always Shavuot, Shabbat before Shavuot is always Perashat Bamidbar. Okay. Comes the Gemaran continues. Tanya. If the elders, the Zikinim tell you, Setor, that means destroy. And the young ones tell you to build, Setor, listen to the elders and destroy. And don't build. Because the destruction of the elders is actually constructive. And the construction of the young ones is actually destruction. And the way you remember this rule is, remember Rehavam, the son of Shilomo. Rehavam became the king. Rehavam wanted to make his kingdom uh, firm and strong. So what did he do? He went and took advice from the Zikinim. 
He wanted to raise taxes, and he wanted to be a very strong ruler, so the people will fear him. So what happened? The elders told him, not a good idea. First, you have to win the people over. You have to be soft with them, and then eventually you're able to, you know, add. But don't start strong. He didn't like that advice. So he went to the Na'arim. He went to the Na'arim, the young advisors, and they told him, ah, you have to, not only you have to hit them uh, with, uh, with force, you have to charge them much more taxes, and this is the way your kingdom will be uh, uh, established. Instead of listening to the Zikinim, he listened to the Na'arim. And what happened? It backfired on him. As a result, the people rebelled against him, and eventually he lost his kingdom. Eventually the kingdom of Israel was split, and that's when you had Malchut Yisrael, Malchut Yehuda. So what do you see? When the Zikinim are telling you, destroy, don't, don't, don't touch, actually, don't, don't do anything. Their advice of Stira is actually constructive. But when the Na'arim are telling you, oh, Bene'eh, their binyan is actually stira. Similarly, we see the same concept by Haita Egel. By Haita Egel, the people had a idea to replace Moshe Rabbeinu with a with an Egel. Again, let's say their kavanah was Lashem Shemam, like the Kuzari says, in order to make an intermediary between themselves and the Kadosh Baruch Hu. So they went to the Zikinim. Who was the Zikinim? Aaron and Hur. And they told them, Setor, do not do it, destroy. Stirad Zikinim. If they would have listened to the Stirad Zikinim, it would have been constructive, it would have been a minyan. Instead, they took their own advice. They listened to themselves. This was a classic example of binyan ne'arim. A construction that was based on the advice of the young generation. And they shunned the opinion of the old generation. And what happened? Binyan ne'arim, setira, eventually was the most destructive situation that took place in Israel's history. And therefore the lesson of the Gemara is, one must always take the advice of the older generation, that even if the advice sounds counterproductive, even though it sounds like that they're really telling you something that's not uh, constructive, they're telling you to destroy, they're telling you to abstain. In the long run, the destructive advice of the Zikinim is constructive in the long run, where the constructive advice of the younger generation in the long run will be destructive. And the Siman, you remember it, always remember what happened to the Habab bin Shalomo. He shunned the opinion of the Zikinim, and he took the opinion of the Na'arim, and as a result of it, his kingdom became lost. Baruch Amen Amen.